And I please, still made you hang out. <laughs> please don't put this in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pananto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going all right over here, Nick. I'd ask how you're doing, but I know you're kind of sick. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm going to push through for the sake of the movies I've seen. All you listeners, put out good vibes for Nick Teeling. Although he'll probably be fine by the time you hear this, but you know. (laughs) Thanks thanks for all the vibes. He'll get those retroactive vibes. And it sounds like he's going to do something dirty with them, so. And now I'm more powerful than ever. (laughs) Than ever. Like I said, I saw one movie this week Uh from 2019 called Klaus, which I believe is a Netflix movie. What the hell is that? It's a Netflix movie. And uh, what did you see? Well, I'm a little surprised because I thought, for reasons I won't get into detail here, that you watched a movie called Rambo Last Blood. Oh my god, why didn't you tell me you watched that? I was going to watch that today, but then I was like, I don't feel great. Because I thought you did watch it, so I watched Rambo Last Blood. Oh god. And a movie called Ready or Not. Oh, those are two movies I wanted to see. Well, I guess you can start first, since you saw the most amount of movies. All right, sure. I'll start with Ready or Not. Man, I I woke up so early today, because I I just wasn't feeling good, as we've already talked about. And I was like, oh, I could watch that Rambo movie. And I was like, I don't feel great. I don't want to see Rambo blow people up right now. (laughs) Now I I realize that I did want to see that. Well, that's definitely in there, but more on that later. <laughs> so, in this movie, Ready or Not, uh-huh. also a 2019 movie, Grace, played by Margot Robbie Jr., also known as Samara Weaving, is about to marry into a super rich family. But Lucky. What's that? Lucky. Oh, not quite so lucky. Because as it turns out, this super rich family has some weird plans. And so... Basically, they are like, you know what? As soon as they the wedding itself is over, they're like, before you're actually allowed into the family, you got to play this game with us. She's like, sure, a game. Oh, rich people are weird. And she draws a card in this game, sort of like choosing what the game actually is. And it turns out that the game is a game of danger. Oh. Yeah. Also, Samara Weaving, for some of you who've seen... Danger! What? <laughs> what, what is that? Isn't that Buster Rhymes? Oh, oh, oh the, the game of danger. Sorry. The timing was a little delayed there, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so Buster Rhymes are mystical. Mystical! Yeah. We, we've both got our impressions. We probably shouldn't do anyway. Um, so, hi, <laughs> listeners, talking about something here. Oh, yeah, Samara Weaving. If you've seen the uh, Netflix movie, The Babysitter, which is actually a pretty fun movie, there's a quick recommend on that. She plays the uh, titular babysitter. Uh, she draws this card and chooses the danger game and then throughout the i guess leading up to this it it doesn't take very long to especially if you've seen the preview to to see where it's going but you know this 
it's got a lot of weird people in this family and you can tell it's like, oh, they're nefarious motives and they're, they're rich people. So they're like super judgmental and stuff. And it just really turns into a, a kind of a simple cat and mouse kind of thing with dark humor and just like a lot of weirdness to it. It's, it's kind of like a, a really, cr- I don't know if crude or roughly done version of, it's got sort of a knives out feel to it. Um, in that none of the characters are really likable and it's kind of funny, but it's definitely not as good as, as Knives Out. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining though. And also in this, I don't know that anyone else in it's very famous, but Andy McDowell is in this. Oh. Um, she plays the rich mother and she does a pretty good job. I- I've not seen many things with Andy McDowell in it and I know some people really don't like her, but I, I found her to be pretty good. Um, I'm always like happy when I see Andy McDowell. Well, you should get around to checking this out then. I think you'll enjoy it. It's got kind of a a happy death day sort of vibe going on. Sort of, sort of tongue-in-cheek. Okay. So there are some pros and some cons. So, so the stuff that's kind of on the weaker side is that a lot of the jokes that are kind of word-based jokes, you know, with like, like things people say that's supposed to be funny aren't quite that funny. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but, but some of them. There are certain sorts of twists. Can we go back a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you mean word-based joke? Okay, so like a, some jokes like are kind pun? of... No, not necessarily, but like... You know, some jokes are, it's the timing or it's the tone that makes it a joke. And some jokes, it's just, oh, that person's saying that thing and the words they're saying are supposed to be funny. You know, like if you see a comedian do jokes and you go like, oh, yeah, you know, that this you could repeat the joke and it would actually be funny because the words are funny. And other things where you're like, no, it's not really the joke. It's not the words. It's the way they say it. You can't really right. imitate it unless you just happen to be that person. Or if it's yeah. if it's a movie and it's just timing and it's like a look on a person's face, like the reaction shot. Okay. The word stuff is not great, at least not all the time. The other stuff, on the other hand, the the timing, the sort of understatedness of things, the reaction shots especially are funny. Or it'll be something someone says, but in the context of that moment, it's funny. It's not like a joke being made, but just it's just funny the way that they react. There's a lot of that. Um, and those things mm-hmm. go well. Those things go really well. There are some twists in terms of like seeing how characters actually view things that aren't really all that convincing, but it's not a movie that's taken itself very seriously at, at all. So it doesn't really hurt it, I don't think. The, the premise of it is very strange like why they're doing the game and i'll leave that for watching the movie but i'll say that it didn't really work for me and it sometimes even though it's it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek some of the cartoonishness of the movie didn't work for me that much either but on the other hand those are just some moments and the rest of it overall is it's a pretty movie i think there's a lot of dark kind of contrasty colors that are a bit oversaturated and i like the aesthetic a lot samara weaving she's fun she kind of i guess it would be easy to say she reminds me of oh what's her name jessica roth from happy death day but it would be easy to say that because they they look similar in terms of like blonde big eyes but also in a, in the good acting sense and this sort of like tongue-in-cheek humor like her timing and, and her expressions and stuff are really good for it and i remember that being the case too for the babysitter so uh, I hope that she gets to be in more stuff. She's she's pretty cool. The pace of the movie's good. I, I noticed at some point while I was watching, I was like, you know, I don't. I feel like the rising and falling action here and there, and like the space between the beats, is really 
plotted out pretty well. And some of the twists... that aren't based on what I was talking about before. Mostly a couple things that happen at the end. They're goofy, but they made me laugh. And I I think at some point, I look forward to watching this again at some point because once... I really had kind of absorbed the tone of the movie and the lack of seriousness, which I should have just jumped into easily at the beginning because I mean like the first thing that happens that's plot wise like here's a here's a beat is ridiculous. It's just super ridiculous. And I don't know if I was just quite realizing it was going to be that much of a humor movie, so I wasn't warmed up for it. So if I watch it again, I think I'm going to enjoy it right from the jump. And yeah, and I, I would definitely, if you like horror comedies, I definitely recommend it. Nick, I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Okay, yeah, I, I was looking forward to seeing that movie. I, it's on my list of many movies to watch. It looks quite entertaining, much like you said in that Happy Death Day kind of way. And yeah. the and the buzz about it was that it was kind of a fun movie. So yeah, I had heard some reviews, and I think they were a little more critical than I was expecting from the previews. Like I thought it looked pretty good from the previews, but never had that spelled out, or never really took in anyway that it was more of a comedy than than a horror movie. There's a lot of gore, so it is it is still it's it still falls pretty well into that sort of like it's not a house invasion movie, but that sort of you know, thing. It's, there's no slasher or anything like that. Okay, great. That's all I got on that. Okay. Well, then that brings me to the movie that I watched this week called Klaus. This movie, like I said, was from 2019. It is directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez Lopez. And it stars, it's an animated film that stars the voice talents of Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, and Will Sasso. And for some reason, Norm MacDonald and Joan Cusack are also in it. Kind of an eclectic cast. Uh And basically, this is the story of Santa Claus Begins. (laughs) <laughs> so if you take okay. if you take the plot of Batman Begins, uh-huh. but uh, Santa instead. <laughs> so, just, at some point in the movie, is he like swear to me? <laughs> Santa's like at one point Rudolph is like all strung out on heroin or something, and he's like, I don't have to save you either. <laughs> and, and no, that doesn't happen. But it's basic. Oh, it's just sorry. basically. it's basically batman begins for santa it starts off with jason schwartzman is the son of some wealthy head of the post office or something in (laughs) norway and he's this spoiled brat and he's training to become a mailman but he doesn't really want to do it and he knows if he flunks out he can just you know go home so that's basically what he's doing wait hang on (laughs) let me just make sure i get the tone of this right what's the like is this a g-rated movie is this a kid movie i think it's pg but it's a it's a family film yeah it's pg okay but it's totally a family film gotcha so jason schwartzman he gets called to his father's office at like the head postal building or whatever and he's like oh no this didn't work out i guess i'll just go home to my silk sheets and the dad's like nope we're sending you to the farthest post office in the north to a town called schmierensburg which is a funny name Uh, the more you hear it the more i enjoyed the words schmierensburg (laughs) and you're gonna be the postman there and you have one year 
to process like 6,000 letters or, or posts. And if you don't, you're cut off from me completely. So basically the spoiled kid gets sent to this crap hole in the North where he has to process 30 letters a day, <laughs> something like that. In this town, everyone in the town hates each other. It's like, a what's the old West of those two families that hate each other? The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yes. It is just like that where there's like one part of the town, which is the dark haired, evil looking people. And then there's the other side of the town, which is all the redheaded, ginger, soulless people. Cause redheaded people don't have souls. So he gets Listeners, to this town. Nick's wife got total red hair. <laughs> it's and true. I guess your kids probably do too. <laughs> Or something uh, in between. Sort of. It depends on the light that's hitting them. I see. So he gets to this town. Everyone hates each other. Everyone hates him. And he's like, oh, I'm so screwed. He's got nothing going on. And then somehow he's like walking around one day, just like trying to collect the mail, but nobody's mailing anything because everyone hates each other. And this one kid drops a letter or a picture out his window because he's like locked in his room from his like abusive father. And the kid's like, sure hey, this is a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, totally sure. And the kid's like, hey, can I have that back? And the Jason Schwartzman's like, oh, gee, I'd love to give it back back to you but i'm a mailman and i have to mail it back to you the kid's like what and he's like yep he's like i could put it in this envelope but you're gonna have to give me a penny for the stamp <laughs> and anyway he basically tries to blackmail this kid into giving him a letter and it's it's pretty funny and then it ends awkwardly but then for whatever reason the letter gets blown away to this creepy old man who lives in the woods and he basically Long story short, he's Santa. He's <laughs> just like this. He's just this creepy, scary man who lives in the woods, who who's had a lot of sadness in his life, and he has all these toys that he made for specific reasons that I, that I'm not going to spoil. But he has all these. He has all these. He has all these. Uh, toys and he gets the letter that this kid dropped because it's just a picture of him playing with a new toy and the santa forces the mailman to drive him around to deliver this present and the kid gets the present and he's like oh my god and then the next day he shows up at the post office and he's like with a letter to ask for another present selfish brat <laughs> well yeah and the mailman is like oh i know how to get my letter quota now so he starts telling all the kids in town that if they write letters to this guy, they'll get presents. So it like goes on, it gets big, it starts getting bigger and bigger in this town. And then like the real jackassy kids come over and the one kid's like, hey man, I wrote a letter and I didn't get a present. And then he starts, he starts telling him, he's like, yeah, well, you know what? You're on the naughty list. Mm -hmm. He's like, that guy checks the list all the time. Oh, uh, like twice. you're time. on it. Yeah. That's how like they, they twist all like the Santa Claus stuff into it. And sure. it's all basically because this mailman makes it up. It all works pretty well. It's a pretty fun story. It's really beautifully animated. It's a, it's a gorgeous movie. There was something in the trivia that I read that I was going to mention. Uh, it says that the way it was animated is the guy who directed it, Sergio Pablos, wanted to do a traditionally animated feature film, but he wanted to see how the animation would have evolved without the switch to computer-generated animation. So the studio used CG lighting techniques with hand-drawn animation, which is what gives it its unique kind of look. And it's 
gorgeous. It is f- phenomenal to look at. The only real complaints that I have about the movie are the voice acting for the cast that they have. I would think that I would have loved the movie because I, I just really enjoy just about everything Jason Schwartzman does. J.K. Simmons is great. All the other people in it are good. But it has the feel of a movie where it was made in a foreign language and this is the English translation. And I was pretty sure that that was the deal with this, but I can't find anything with the original voice actors. So I could be just completely off base, but the voice actors don't quite fit the characters. It's just, everything's just kind of off a little bit. And it might just be because it's this Norwegian town and everyone just has an American accent, except for these, this one group of strange of foreign people. I don't know if it's distracting or, or if it's just the way that the voices are recorded, but I don't know. It just didn't completely work for me, but the movie itself had me cracking up the whole time. Like there were moments where I was laughing out loud or lolling as the kids say. So I mean, the kids, were you watching this with your kids? I did watch it with my kids and my son, my son watched the whole thing. He really enjoyed it. The twins who are two watched about half of it before they got bored. And my eldest daughter watched it about three quarters of the way through before she got bored. So that's pretty good for an animated movie. And it's only an hour and a half long. So it was pretty quick. It was quite good. If if you've got some time to kill and you want to watch like a fun new Christmas movie, I would really recommend checking it out. It was it was charming and beautiful to look at. And just the way that they set up like the Santa Claus legend stuff is done in a way where you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. That was clever. And you said this was a movie made by Netflix? It's a Netflix movie, it's, but it could be okay. one of those things where they just bought it. Right. But it wasn't in but, theater or anything? No, not that I know yeah. of. But so uh, I was like, I've, I've never heard of this. It just came out recently. For I guess last month. Season. It came out last month. Yeah. That is, uh, that's really, I think, all I have for Klaus. <laughs> okay. Rambo Last Blood. Now, see, I wrote notes on this in a way I wouldn't normally because I thought we were both going to be reviewing it. Uh, lesson learned. <laughs> Why did you think I was going to watch Rambo? I didn't think you were going to. I was thinking you had. So Rambo Last Blood. This is what? The fifth Rambo movie? That's right. All right. And I don't know. Nick, how about you summarize Rambo 1 through 4? Okay. Uh, just set up who this guy is a little bit. Rambo, or the first movie called First Blood, is the story of a Vietnam veteran who's making his way through, I want to say... Washington state. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And he's kind of homeless, but he's, he's just kind of a, uh, wanderer. Yeah. That's, I think that's a fair way to put it. Drifter. Uh, and it's post, uh, Vietnam. And we didn't really take care of our, not that we do a great job of it now, but we really didn't take care of our war veterans in the post Vietnam era. And he's walking through this town and Brian Dennehy is like, get out of my town. <laughs> and, and Rambo's like, uh, I don't want to do that. And Brian then he's like prepared for more of that. I'm going to do a whole lot of it. Um, well, and I'm going to I'm going to be doing some of it too. <laughs> it might it might be a le- a little less uh, spoiler alert here on the review. It might be a little less audible when it gets to be my turn. <laughs> Brian Denny, he's trying to kick Rambo out of the town. His name's John Rambo, and Rambo's like, I don't want to leave, and I'm just making my way through. And then David Caruso is in it too, and he's like a baby. And then 
Brian Dennehy pushes John Rambo too far and he kind of snaps because he's a special forces slash a green beret or whatever. He snaps and goes crazy in the in the woods and his old colonel shows up and he's like, hey, I hear you got Rambo in your woods here. That's bad news for you guys because he's the world's perfect killing machine. <laughs> and, and Brian Dennehy's like, we got it. And then Rambo proceeds to kill a whole bunch of policemen <laughs> who are trying to arrest him for existing until he starts killing policemen. And then they're trying to arrest him for murder. I think at one point he kills David Caruso in the prison. I think he slits his throat. It's been a while since mm. I've seen it. Anyway, Rambo or First Blood, pretty good movie. Yeah. It's, so it's so in the first movie, <laughs> in the first movie, John Rambo is a emotionally wounded veteran. He's not some sort of superhero type person. He does. I mean, he gets stuff done, but the the killing machine thing takes gets someone puts it on speed for part two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the first one, it's kind of a subdued almost performance where he's suffering from post traumatic stress disorder before we called it that, and at the same time committing atrocities like he did in Vietnam, and he just wants it all to end. And there's actually a deleted or an original ending to the movie where he kills himself, which I believe is the ending of the book that it's based on where Rambo kills himself at the end. They shot it, but then I guess they just changed it because he lives and they make four more sequels. But, um, the first movie is pretty, pretty intense and very good. Then we move on to Rambo first blood part two. And Rambo the, goes from suffering to... Yeah. So I think I'd have to look it up, but I'm yeah. trying to remember. Because like in the first Rambo, Stallone is like built, but he's not ripped. Like he's not huge. He's not Rocky Four huge. He uh -huh. just looks like a really fit guy, but it's, it's post-Rocky. Then first. he turns into an action hero. The first movie isn't exactly an action movie. I mean, it's got some action in it, but it's it's definitely got more drama. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely more of a drama with some action sequences. The second movie is the opposite of that. Yeah. Where it's <laughs> where it's so Ram or First Blood came out in nineteen eighty two. So Rocky Two came out in seventy nine. Rocky three came out in 1982. So he's built like he is in Rocky three. And then Rambo first blood part two came out in 1985, which is the same year as Rocky four where Stallone is at his most ripped ever. Mm -hmm. So he goes from just being like a built guy to the most, the most muscular man South of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he turns into the most muscular man any average person could hope to become. And I forget what the inciting incident is for Rambo 2, but basically he's got to go back to Vietnam to save some POWs because some military guy like got them trapped there. It's not Brian Dennehy. And, oh, it's Charles Napier. He plays Murdoch. And so... Stallone and Colonel Troutman go to Vietnam. Yeah, I'm going to pause you there. Please. <laughs> so listeners, Matt, me, never had any interest at all in seeing any of these movies. <laughs> None at all. And Nick, him, insisted, insisted <laughs> that I watch these movies with him. Uh -huh. These, these, and probably not 
not even probably after giving me any sort of recovery time from watching no, we watched them all in RoboCop. A <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and, and no recovery time in between these movies. Yeah. And as he's describing this second movie, I got to tell you, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going to remember any of the third one either. Uh, the uh, third one is very uh, forgettable. Yeah. So basically, it's, like I said, he's trying to rescue like old Vietnam POWs who are still trapped there and basically still trying to win the Vietnam War, even though it was a war that America lost. But Rambo is back, so he's going to try to to win and a bunch of stuff happens. I'm pretty sure he shoots down a helicopter with a bow and arrow, but that could that be in the third right. one. Yeah, well, that, it, that is possible. It, that's either the, the the this one or the next one. Anyway, so that's this one. And then at the at the end of the movie, he goes up to uh, Charles Napier, who plays Murdoch, and he goes like he you think he's going to stab him in the head with his giant Rambo knife, which gets bigger and bigger with each movie, and he. He, like, stabs the table, and he's like, They're out there. Find them. Referring to all the POWs that were still in in Vietnam, still trapped there. And that's basically how that movie ends. And then we go to Rambo 3. So the first one's called First Blood. The second one is called Rambo First Blood Part Roman Numeral 2. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's and the then, worst. And then the third movie is just called Rambo 3 with three Roman numerals. And Rambo 3 is the story of how Rambo teams up with Osama bin Laden to stop the Russians' invasion of Afghanistan. And I'm not exaggerating. That is the plot of this movie, is that Rambo teams up with the Mujahideen, who eventually some subsect turn into the Taliban and a lot of geopolitical stuff that around the turn of the century, they, they were the ones involved with September 11th. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. And Osama bin Laden was a freedom fighter. I did air quotes there. In you Afghanistan. Can tell. You, you did a good job of conveying that. <laughs> in Afghanistan during the, the Soviet invasion and the... American CIA went in undercover and basically trained them how to be an army to fight off the Russians in a proxy war. And then we learned our lesson about going into Afghanistan uh, and how it would be a, a boondoggle, as they say. In, in and so movie, we, we learned that lesson. Right. And so Rambo teams up with Osama bin Laden. There's a very long sequence of them playing some sort of game where they're on a horse playing polo with a dead goat. You know, I don't, I don't know that we need to get into all this. Uh, I had to spend like half an hour watching this scene. I'm not going to not talk about it. I read something or I heard something recently that the horse that Rambo rides uh -huh. in uh, in that movie is the same horse that Indiana Jones rides in Last Crusade. Oh, way to go, horse. Yeah. So, uh, so the third one's a huge action movie, too. And it's god awful. Oh, it's, yeah. It's almost unwatchable. All I, I hate it. is that it was terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. And then the fourth but, one. Oh, go ahead. But Rambo is so huge. He's he's so he's just built out of muscle. Like, I think it's either this one or the second one where it starts off with him in Thailand or something. And he's having like a stick fight where he's like beating the crap out of some guy in, in like a uh, a fight, uh, a gambling fight. 
mm-hmm. sanctioned, sanctioned. I don't know. What, what do you call that? And so he's uh, and Colonel Troutman shows up and he's like, hey, Rambo, I need you to do another mission for me. And Rambo's like, my war's over. And Troutman's like, well, I'm still going to go. And then he gets captured by the Soviets and Rambo's like, well, I guess I got to go save him. And so that's the plot is he's got to just go get him. And then 20 years go by. Yeah. And it's time for the new Rambo movie just called Rambo. <laughs> Good plan, producers. Yeah. So so we go from a torn up, suffering, kind of low-key guy who wants to just pretty much disappear to this ridiculous action hero for two movies. And then in this fourth movie, in Rambo... What what would you say he is there? Uh, in this movie, he's just a guy trying to make his way in the world. Okay. And, and then this group of Christian aid workers show up. According to IMDb, he's in Thailand near Burma. And they say, hey, we're going to Burma because, you know, Jesus. And we're going to change things. And Rambo's like, did you bring any weapons? And the girl is like, nope. Well, you ain't changing nothing. And she's like, well, if you could please just give us a ride in your terrible looking boat, we'd appreciate it. And something goes wrong. I don't remember. They get captured. And Rambo's like, well, I guess I got to go save them because she's a blonde lady. And Rambo. (laughs) Played by the the wife of Dexter, I believe. Yeah. Oh, is that who that is? I think so. Oh, okay. Julie Benz, uh, according to the. Sure. Thing here. I'm not going <laughs> to click on her picture. Fair enough. Uh, so Rambo then forges himself an even larger m- knife out of metal <laughs> and, then, and then goes on a killing parade, the likes of which I have never seen. He kills so many people and it's glorious. I... <laughs> I love this movie. (laughs) I saw this movie in theaters twice. It's so over the top violent. It's so, it's really stupid, but it's, but you're not there for the story. You're there to watch Rambo kill people and it delivers. It delivers in almost every way possible. He's got like giant, at one point he's got a giant machine gun that he steals and turns it on this guy and just turns him into flying meat. It's like a lot of practical effects for for a movie like this. You'd, you'd expect there to be a lot of digital blood and, and it doesn't look like that at all. Like it looks like a lot of really well done blood effects and he just massacres the Burmese army trying to rescue these people. And like at one point he like slices this one dude in half and you see all his innards fall out and you're like, gross, that was great. Yeah, I remember uh, the fourth one being pretty disturbingly violent. Yeah, there's a pretty horrible scene at the beginning where pretty sure you see someone throw a baby and then shoot it. And that's pretty horrible but like you're establishing them that they're the terrible bad guys and then there's like an i think the beginning of the movie starts off with like a group of refugees or whatever and the gunmen are like you've got 10 seconds to cross this field and the people start running and then they just mow them down and the and the bad general guy's like ha 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 i hope rambo doesn't show up (laughs) so that's the plot of that movie and then it ends so like while he's with the 
Dexter's wife, I guess he, uh, he talks about like what his life would be like if it wasn't for just murdering all the time. And he's like, I don't know. I guess I'd live in Arizona. And so at the end of the movie, he goes back to the old family farm in Arizona. And I guess he's allowed back in America now after killing all those police officers in the eighties. He's just in this, he's just on this American farm with like a mailbox that says Rambo. And, and that's how it ends. Okay. So we go from this sort of tortured dude to action star to dark action star. Yeah. Uh, and then in this movie, <laughs> the specter of death, Rambo last blood has sort of gone back to the, you know, here's a dude who's trying to be kind of low key. I- I'm not sure if it's his job, but it seems like he helps out with the police or like emergency services in a way that at the beginning he's trying to help some people who are caught in a flood <laughs> and then the, he, he sees this woman get completely like uh she must have already been hit by something or or something fell on her she's like laying in the water and she's dead mm-hmm. and then rambo sees her he finds her friend and her husband or something he's like your wife's <laughs> that's what he does <laughs> you can't you can't tell half of the shit that he's saying in this movie it's my my old my old sylvester stallone impression would be something like i'm gonna talk like this it's gonna actually make some sense my current <laughs> sylvester stallone impression is i need to remember <laughs> now what you didn't realize i just said is my name's john rambo and if you don't do what i say i'm gonna hurt you real bad uh-huh. but i'll tell you what he says something like that at some point in the movie and i had to rewind it to what the hell is he saying here so anyway <laughs> in this moment he's like Dude, which means your wife's dead and this other guy goes like oh no i better go find her like in the middle of the flood while Sylvester Stallone's trying to save him. Now, don't get me wrong. If your wife, you just found out your wife's dead, it might be hard to take in. You know, it might be hard to process that that's what's going on. But this guy's just like, well, I got to go get her. Bye. <laughs> Runs right back into a flood. A horse dies in this scene. I'm warning you because, you know, I'm warning the listeners. I, I know Nick can handle it, but, you know, animals dying can be rough. Um, Is it the horse from The Last Crusade? Yeah, he's finally done. Oh. This is his retirement movie. Actually, to tell you the truth, you might not even notice that the horse dies. It's just like it's there, and then it's it's kind of implied. But anyway, turning up the volume warning does not make the mumbling any clearer. <laughs> so then Rambo goes home to this like ranch. I, I guess he is in Arizona, and he's living with... I guess it must be his wife's sister, and I think it's implied that the wife's dead. So he's raising his niece. I must have missed a line here or there that might not have been Sylvester Stallone's line, or maybe I didn't, and I just heard it as blah, 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 blah. But uh, it took me a little while to be... I'm like, is this supposed to be his daughter? Because the vibe here between these two does not seem like father and daughter, but they're certainly hanging out with each other a lot and then uh it's it's his niece it's his niece she likes horses they have horses they they, they ride together um, Oh, that's sweet yeah and you know i hope nothing just, terrible happens to her well you might want to watch a different movie then <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> see, I have all these jokes here, but they're totally they're totally spoiled jokes because I thought you watched this. So I'm going to have to save some of these notes for later. There's a point where Rambo references having had friends. And I guess that must be some reference to the third movie because I was like, what? Rambo has friends? That doesn't sound right. I can't picture him hanging out with anyone. But this is definitely trying to sell the PTSD thing pretty hard. He keeps having flashbacks to this dead woman from the rain. So the daughter or the the niece gets interested in going to Mexico to, to talk with her biological dad who sort of just vanished. And he's like, and in that time, what I was saying was your dad's a bad guy. And, <laughs> and she's like, Oh no, people change. You changed. And he's like, I didn't change. I'm just always holding it down. Or no, he, he says, I'm, j- I'm just trying to keep a lid on it. And you better get ready to hear that phrase a lot. Cause for some reason, this movie that's only an hour and a half, which is fine, by the way, keeps playing him saying that over and over, like as a flashback, like this voiceover thing. And at the end of the movie, you get this too, where they're like, we're going to show you scenes from earlier. <laughs> and you're like, I don't need to see that again. It's just, it's not a complicated movie. You don't need the reminders. And and this, I think, is, is partly really to Sylvester Stallone's credit. Even though his face is not moving at all. I mean, like, I don't know if it's a plastic surgery thing or what, but like, none of his face moves. It's so much so that, other than his eyes, other than his eyes, none of his face moves. So much so that it seems at times like it must be ADR, because his, his mouth is barely moving. But, believe it or not this is a compliment his his eye acting you know how sylvester stallone's got those like bloodhound eyes his eye acting i don't know what that means at all do you know what a bloodhound looks like uh like droopy ass eyes yeah okay yeah all right i get you i get you sorry hound dog eyes how about that does that help well droopy is a hound dog all right so he's got these droopy eyes and uh Oh, that's a character. Gotcha. Yeah, um, droopy. Yeah, it's my droopy impression. Uh, is he a Hanna Barbera <laughs> character? I think he's Warner Brothers. Oh, well, then that's probably why I don't watch those cartoons. So he's doing a good job here, though. Like in terms of his acting, I think Sylvester Stallone's actually doing a really good job in this movie, in spite of the fact that his face doesn't move at all. And we really don't need flashbacks or repeats of him saying these things because it's already actually pretty evident. As far as selling him as you know, trying to retire and just sort of like slowly die because he's done and he's just trying to like hang out with horses basically it works it works for me and then the niece goes to mexico to find her dad some things don't go great (laughs) (laughs) there are some problems there and then uh rock or rocky yeah uh the fifth movie is called Rocky Balboa Rambo Stallone First Last Blood. Anyway, I, I say that because as I was trying to think of the title for the fourth movie, I kept going, is it Rambo Balboa? <laughs> like, what's, what's, what's the name of the fourth movie? So anyway, then, okay, so he goes to Mexico. Stuff happens. See, this is where I can't get into, uh, I don't, I don't want to say much more about the plot. And then eventually there's action. 
the action is this movie is pretty dark so i guess the it's, while we were doing our review i'm like oh yeah that's right the last rambo movie was pretty darn dark the first movie was pretty darn dark and this newest one is is dark and there's just those crazy two action movies thrown in there this one goes in sort of a a home alone direction <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and the amount of stuff that this Rambo guy does like the amount of things he puts together and uses and sharpens and practices with is just insane. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely a moment where I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that he stabs a guy with his thumb. <laughs> Like a, like a, I play a game with my kids called the knife where I go like with my thumb and then tickle them like in the chest with like my thumb yeah. and then they laugh, they laugh and scream. But you're saying that he actually kills a guy. Wait, wait a minute. Why do you call this game the knife? Cause it's like, like a switchblade. You're like, cause you throw your thumb out uh, like, oh, and you're I, like see, I see you're the make, knife. You're like, making go. a flip your thumb up motion there while you're making yeah. the noise. I see. Yeah. It's a visual. It's a visual and audible gag. So, for those of you listeners who thought we were in the same room together, you know we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, kind of like that, except you know, through the skin. Maybe yeah. his fingernails are real long. I wish you had watched this because some of these things would make a lot more sense. Okay, so in this movie, Rambo takes the idea of double tap to a whole new level. <laughs> People are so dead, and he's like. I'm going to shoot you anyway, which means I better <laughs> shoot you anyway. Um, right. And boy, is it kind of silly. And it's, you know, you said about the last one that there's, it's mainly practical effects. This one's not. This one's got a lot of CGI blood. Oh, you don't worry. Don't worry, Nick. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll still be pleased. But the, this big third act of ridiculousness, it's very quick. You get to see all the things that, that are put together and assembled in action. It's pretty quick. There were a lot of things that I was like, man, I wish the camera had been on that just for another half second or so. And it gets a bit of a feel like maybe they were just saving on the budget by by skimping sort of on the effects. That's why it cuts so fast from one thing to another. You know, it's like all the action movies these days where there's fighting going on, and instead of actually choreographing it, they just do a bunch of quick cuts. It's got that going on. But I still think it was pretty entertaining. I always, I mean, I guess I had this move, this problem with the last movie too, maybe more with the, with the fourth one, where the action is over the top, and so I'm sort of enjoying it on that level, but I don't know that the movie... There's no humor in it. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those over the top. So because it knows it's being over the top and it, I mean, I think it does know it, but there's just no humor in it. There's just no humor. in it. so like, I feel kind of gross watching it where I'm like, this is just, yeah. this is just violence for violence's sake. It's not even violence yeah, that, for the, humor's sake. The fourth one has no joy oh, yeah. at all. There's, there is no, there is nothing positive about it yeah. at all. And there's, there's no joy in this movie too. And, and what I think this movie actually does best is that if you're here for the action, you'll get it. 
But in terms of like actual credit for like what's the strongest part of the movie, it's probably Sylvester Stallone's acting, which seems like an odd thing to say. But, you know, he, he does have some moments where he's doing a good job. And I think this movie actually does convey it's written poorly, but it's acted well. Uh, it mm-hmm. does convey this sort of worn down, dark history, kind of haunted guy. And so, you know, props to Sylvester Stallone for that. And if if you could not watch the rest of the movie and have the seriousness of it and just see the last act, that might be the ideal way to watch the last act. Because there's just nuts. It's so it's so <laughs> nuts. It's it's not very long. I think in the other like well in the fourth movie it's just action the whole time, right? I uh, like the last half at least. Okay, yeah, this one I'd say maybe twenty minutes of it. Oh, if that, if that might might be might be fifteen or ten. But it's a pretty short movie, and I kind of enjoyed it. So a uh, soft recommend on that one. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. You'll definitely enjoy it. Wow, that's all great information about Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> I can't I can't wait. All right, so that brings us to our movie rankings list for this week. And Matt, I've got your list pulled up right here. All right. So why don't you go first? Cool. Let's see. The first one I am putting in place is definitely going to be Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. And I put that between 10 Cloverfield Lane and Lake Mungo. Wow. Way up there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. And, and I almost wanted to put it below or in between the John Wicks. But honestly, those movies, the second one and the third one just... I don't really want to see him again, especially the third one. Just like I'm, I'm still kind of feeling how long it was. So I'm like, you know what? Nope. Ready or not was fun. Felt breezy. I would give it three, three and a half stars. Okay. Three and a half. All right. And, and that is a recommend. Yeah. I will say that I, I have not really had a desire to watch all of John Wick three again, but I really want to watch the first 20, 25 minutes of it again. Yeah. And then when Angelica Houston shows up, just turn it off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, I don't remember the action scene at the beginning, like the action phase at the beginning of the movie that well, but I do remember that I enjoyed it. And then the action at the end, I was like, man, this is dragging on and too long. And the whole middle is just like, man, there's a lot here that's not necessary. So I, I don't remember, like I don't have the images and stuff in my head, but if I could watch the first 20 minutes, I'd probably have a pretty good time too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to put Rambo Last Blood between Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Pie Wacket. Okay. That's higher than I thought it would be too. Hey, there are issues with this list. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can scroll down right now and go, oh, yeah, those other movies don't belong below it. But you know what? That's where it's going. <laughs> How many stars for Rambo 5? I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Okay. Probably only deserves two. But that that last half a star is just, it is all Sylvester Stallone's eyes. Um, <laughs> okay. And... I, you know, I don't know. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. Sure. Thumbs up. Okay. Light, light recommend. You had a good enough time watching it? Light recommend, yeah. Okay. Now I will open my list. I am mm-hmm. going to put Klaus uh, into the number 23 spot between Moana and Dancer in the Dark. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. And to recommend, I would have given it four stars, but the voice acting really kind of irked me. It's it's pretty distracting. Yeah. But it is 
really worth checking out. I, I imagine this this will become like one of those Christmas classic kind of movies. I don't know exactly what it is that you said about it that did it, but I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty entertaining. There's there's one part where uh, I won't spoil it. I'll uh, I'll see how you feel about it afterwards. All right, Matt. Anything for Midwest Matt recommends this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this this way, <clears throat> Nick. <laughs> Hey, I recommend you watch It Follows or Get Out. Okay. Listeners, I have a new podcast to recommend to you. And actually, this is sort of a Karina recommends. She played this for me last weekend. And uh, it's a podcast called Ologies. And it's usually about an hour long, it seems. It's kind of in between radio it's it's kind of in that radio lab invisibilia area area it doesn't have lulu miller as a producer so it's missing that special lulu miller flavor but it's still good and the host has a good sense of humor she does these sort of cutaway things from interviews she's doing the show itself is about different specialties in science so like she'll be talking to a paleontologist or a volcanologist you know studies volcanoes and and just goes all oh, over the place and thought uh, it was a star trek thing yeah, you should listen to that episode. She she makes some comments about jokes like that. <laughs> it, it's it's entertaining. It's interesting. There's lots of good information in it. And like I was saying before, the the host she's got a good personality. She's great at interviewing in a really like comfortable, personable way. And then she cuts away from the interviews to like admit things or to add mm-hmm. information. She'll she'll jump out and be like, hey, by the way, if you want to learn more about this, check out this book. But there are times also where she's like when she was talking to the volcanologist, the volcanologist makes some sort of joke and she's like, <laughs> and then she cuts out and she's like, I had no idea what that joke was about. <laughs> so ologies, I know I've been recommending a lot of political podcasts. If political isn't your thing and you just kind of like a good educational rump, check out ologies cool okay if you want to tell us what you've seen this week send us an email at this week in film podcast at gmail.com or contact us on all the social networks you can find links to all that at our website this which has not been updated in some time but the, the links are there you can you can figure it out and uh well i guess if that is the end of the reel we will see you Next hey, week. wait a minute. Oh, also- God. <laughs> yeah, My no. finger's already in the air, getting Is ready it? to point. I was going to say we should just give a, a give a shout-out to uh, someone. <laughs> there is a guy who contacted us through the social medias, and I wanted to give him a shout-out. Um, oh, yeah. Um, not You're, of course, talking about that guy <laughs> whose name is uh, a thing. Oh, so... Ivan Luciano on Twitter sent us a message saying, hey, really appreciate the show, guys. Started listening. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me. But his Twitter handle is at Ivan Does Things, if you're interested in uh, knowing more about Ivan. <laughs> but he, he likes us, and we like him for that. Yeah, so, exactly. Hey, thanks, Ivan, and thanks for getting in touch with us. That was really cool. Made my day. All right, now, if that is the end of the reel... We'll see you, now I have pointed, next week in film. Judge movies, not people. (laughs) Bloodhound eyes. Bloodhound eyes.